Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington, and in this episode, I talked to Shauna Newman from skipblast.com, and she was on the show a couple weeks ago talking about her Haro link building service, and I know she was working on another case study where she bought an aged domain. So she got an aged domain from ODYS, and she's been working on it building it. There's a few updates over on her blog, but we talk about this case study. So she bought a domain that was aged and had a handful of links. She's been adding content and she's been able to get traction faster than she might normally would have from a brand new domain. In some of her updates, she actually gives you all the stats for each month and exactly what's going on. But I can give you just a little bit of a breakdown because I don't know if we mentioned it specifically in the interview, but this domain that she is talking about, it had 162 referring domains. The domain rating from Hrefs was 27 and she bought it back in September of 2020. So she's been working on it for uh, several months now, and that's what we talk about. We get into some of the details, including her metrics and what she looks for when she's searching for these, not expired domains, I always say expired domains, these are age domains. They're they're typically very brandable. So this is a, a sponsor of the show, ODYS. It's just, it worked out well. The topics and the fact that ODYS is come aboard. So I'm going to stop rambling here. I'm going to send it to the interview and we'll learn from Shauna. Definitely check out her site, Skip Blast, and the specific updates for these posts. So I think we mentioned it in the interview, but at some point, I'm not sure when, Shauna will have a course related to building on age domains. So keep an eye out for that and you can sign up for her email list to be be aware of whenever that does come out. So let's get to the interview now. Hey Shauna, how's it going today? Good, how about you? Doing pretty well and of course today our topic is expired domains or age domains and using them to to grow your site in a faster way. And you actually inspired me to acquire a site not too long ago because we had this conversation and I think I mostly pieced together the process, but (laughs) I want to make sure I generally have it right and I can fix anything that I screwed up on. Before we get into the details, can you just give a quick intro about who you are and what you do? Uh, So I blog over at skipblast.com. I've been doing SEO and building sites for more than a decade. And I do a lot of testing and I've been testing uh, using expired and age domains for about two years now. And I've lost a lot of money (laughs) trying different things, but I finally found a winning formula. So very good. And I sometimes just like to skip right to the punchline and hear about some results. So can you tell us the impressive results that you finally, you know, figured out how to do this in okay. a for, formulaic way. So as far as traffic and, and revenue and sort of the time frame, so we get an idea what's possible here. Sure, sure. So I'm actually uh, logging this as a case study on my blog. It's Project Tartarus. 
Uh, and I'm just entering the fifth month of the site. I just hit 100 live posts um, after one month of not working on the site at all because of my international move that was unexpected. And I'm on track for about $300 this month. Okay. And, and how, what was the time frame again? Starting month five. Okay, month five. And if you started a site from scratch, about where would you expect it to be in month five? Not at $300, that's for sure. Uh, usually when I start sites, I try to get them up to 100 posts in the first three months and just let them sit, not expecting much. So it, it's definitely a big difference. Okay. And just as a, as a ballpark, and I know I just asked a similar question, but after about one year, on average, if you just had to give someone an answer about how much money and revenue would a person expect on a year-old site, uh, given your normal trajectory? I would say if you're working on it consistently, I think $1,000 is pretty pretty reasonable for most okay. niches, that is. Great. So let's dig into the details here and kind of lay out the process for either an expired or age domain. And maybe we just start there. What's the difference between an expired domain and age domain and buying one from scratch? So if you're buying one from scratch, there's no history there more than likely unless you accidentally end up buying something that's been registered and dropped previously. With the expired and the age domains, you do have history. Um, and what I look for are quality backlinks that are already existing because that's kind of a shortcut for me to not have to do any link building in the beginning of a, of a site's life. Okay. And from there, where does one find these expired and, and age domains? And is there much of a difference between the two? Like, does it matter if we're looking for a quote age domain or expired or is it kind of equivalent? I think people use the two terms interchangeably. Um, for me, I define expired as maybe it was dropped, but it still has a lot of great links. So someone has picked it back up. I see a lot of those domains at places like TB Solutions. But what I prefer, the age domains, which means that somebody caught it before it was dropped. And so it's never been dropped. There's probably still pages that are indexed in Google. And so it, it starts you out a little further than just an expired domain. Is there much of a difference if, let's say someone found a blog that was kind of inactive and it's sitting there and you bought that. So you bought, you bought a blog that was sitting there running. Is that pretty much the same? And you would maybe have to email the buyer or the Yeah, the owner. that would be pretty much the same as an age domain, but it would probably cost you more. Okay, great. So there's a, there's a few marketplaces where you can get either mm -hmm. uh, these age domains or I guess we'll just call it that. So <laughs> marketplaces, you can get some age domains. And they're, they're fairly easy to find out. I don't have relationships with any of them, so we won't mention them here, but we'll talk afterwards to see if we could provide okay. some links. But there's a few out there, right? There are. Um, like I said, some of them provide both expired and age, so you have to really know what you're getting when you're shopping for them. Okay. Well, let's get into the details. And I imagine most of the time you have a niche in mind, so you kind right. of shop around. So what's the process? How do you start finding these domains? Well, for me, I had a niche that I knew I wanted to go into for about three months. So basically, I just monitored the marketplace that I wanted to use for three months, saw a few domains that came up that were met my criteria for the niche, but they didn't have enough backlinks for me or they didn't have any pages still indexed in Google. 
I found one that I almost bought, but I passed on it because most of the links were UK sites and I obviously wanted to rank in the US. And so I thought that would kind of slow down my process. Okay. So you kind of, you stock them and then when you find yeah. one, <laughs> you go for it. Right. What kind of price ranges are there out there for these domains? I've paid as little as $200. Um, my biggest flop was $1,500. Um, this site that I have right now that's working was just over 2000. Okay. And 2000, obviously pretty pricey and someone yeah. would need to be confident in what they're doing or have some yeah, budget yeah. to test. What, what criteria were you looking for specifically for that site and that domain? And what made you like that domain so much? The domain that I got, I wasn't 100% on because it was an acronym of a previous organization. And so I wanted something that had a keyword in it. So I almost didn't actually buy it. The reason that I bought it, though, was because it had several pages still indexed in Google. Um, it had almost 200 uh, live referring domains, and most of those were hyper niche relevant. So even though it didn't meet my criteria of having the keyword in it, I was able to make the acronym work for the niche that I wanted. So I went for it. I need to jump in for a quick note from our sponsor, O-D-Y-S. And when I was chatting and, and becoming aware of the, the company, I was chatting with Alex, and he mentioned that their focus is premium brandable domains that are cherry-picked so they have a clean history, good organic links, and they aren't trademarks. So they don't just have any old domains in there. So they don't get a domain for the sake of the name, regardless of how cool it is, and they won't just buy it for the sake of links, regardless of how powerful or how amazing they are. So they look at the brandability and they they have sort of a, a, a bigger vision, a bigger vision. So these are not just your standard expired domains. These are better brandable domains with a clean history. And of course, Shauna is telling us uh, some of the criteria that she specifically looks for. And I, I do want to go back because last week, if you, if you missed it, I started browsing around the adult section just to see what was available. The cool part over on ODYS is uh, you can get a lot more information. So they have a breakdown, sort of a brief, and there's several hundred words on any of the given domains that are over here. And you can see why they're valuable. So I mentioned Nutlicker and nutlicker.me. And, and the thing is, that is uh, w one of those words that has two different meanings, but they sound the same. They're spelled different. And there's actually a name for that. I didn't look it up. <laughs> the English majors in the audience are yelling at their their uh, listening device at this time. But it's N-U-T, nut, and then liquor, like the like whiskey, right? So L-I-Q-U-O-R. All right, so that's how you spell liquor in this case. For the explanation, the former two words, brandable domain representing nut liquor, the world's first peanut butter flavored vodka. All right, so I, I didn't read this before. So this is a peanut butter flavored vodka nut liquor. All right, so get your minds out of the gutter. Unlike Many flavored vodkas. Nut liquor is blended to be enjoyed neat, giving a great peanut butter taste without any of the rubbing alcohol 
burn finish. It got featured and still has live natural organic links from major outlets like Boston Globe, Gizmodo, Thrillist, LasVegasSun.com. And there's a long list of, of many other domains that they have links coming from. So they, they give you all this information here. They mention that the recommendation, so ODYS has a recommendation of building an authority affiliate site, selling and reviewing the best alcohol drinks. So that makes sense. And it's in the adult section just because it's alcohol related, not for the reasons that maybe we were all thinking before. So to bring it kind of back on track to a more positive kind of note, not positive because I think that is positive, but I do need to point out that in the month of March 2021, there's a celebration at ODYS and they're applying $500 to all the accounts. So there's no reason not to check it out. I believe you do have to be accepted into their marketplace. So there's a little application and it's no, I mean, it's not bad that you're coming in through my link. I am an affiliate, so if you buy something, I get a a commission, which I appreciate. And, well, I'm thrilled to be working with uh, ODYS, and I'm I'm glad they're sponsoring the show. And it fits really well with a lot of the stuff that we talk about. So before before I kick it back, I know we're going to get back to Shonda here in a second, but you can look at different categories and really narrow it down to what you're looking for. So I went to the outdoor recreation and survival and prepping. I'm kind of, uh, I'm interested in outdoor and recreation things and they have amazing race timing.com. They have bicycle dash adventures.com. They have diving lure, diving history.com and running factor feet on the street, F E A T feet on the street.com. So they have a bunch of domains and I'm only through the C's right here. So there's a lot of uh, domains available out there. And again, you can get all the information that you want about kind of the background and really browse around. The prices are super reasonable and it depends on what you're looking for. They also have filters so you can I guess, narrow down on the number of referring domains you're looking for. So if you want to follow kind of Shauna's advice exactly, you can set up the filters that way. So thanks again to ODYS. Please do check out their link and uh, browse around over there. It's pretty cool. Thanks. So if someone's out there thinking, hey, I'm going to check the marketplaces. I'll keep an eye out for the specific niche. What are some of the big mistakes that people make when they snag either an expired or aged domain? I think not enough backlinks is one thing. I know that some of my early mistakes were not having enough backlinks pointed at the domain, but also it doesn't matter if there's 300 links, if none of them are niche relevant. So when I'm going through the marketplace, I actually open up the Ahrefs, pop in the domain, and then I write down by category, you know, which niche is this link in, which niche is this link in. And then I go through that one by one. And then if it doesn't tip the scales to being mostly niche relevant, then I pass. Okay. So you're just looking for the majority of the links or referring domains to be niche relevant as long as it's more than 50%, probably okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's based on all of the money I wasted on other domains trying this out. And if they're, they're not relevant, I take it, then it doesn't 
really move the needle and it, right. it doesn't matter if those links are there. Okay. Yeah, exactly. When when I've had that happen with failure sites, then the best results I got was actually 301ing that entire domain and all the content I created to a different domain. Okay. And even then the results aren't as good as I'm seeing right now on the domain that I have. All right. For the sheer number of backlinks, is, is there a certain threshold where it makes a difference or it doesn't make a difference or is it kind of a mixed bag? My minimum is 150 live referring domains and hrefs. Um, I don't know what the magic number is, but I've had as high as 100 on the domains that failed. So I don't know if there's any correlation there or not. But yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's hard to put a, I don't know, put a number, I guess you could sort of just pick, pick a line in the sand and stick with it and test. So 150 is the cutoff with half of those being relevant to the niche. Right. And you also have to actually look in the Wayback machine and you can also sometimes find it on Ahrefs to make sure the domain hasn't been 301 in its history. Right. And why, why is that an issue? It just, even even though it had eventually stopped being 301, it just never seems to provide as much juice, at least in my experience, as if it had never been 301. Okay. Like I said, I've tested a lot of these. So. How many how many uh, age domains did you end up going through? Uh, just over 20. Okay. Do you know yeah. how much you spent total on all of them? I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, I haven't You're going to keep that time. spreadsheet. Yeah, don't, don't sum that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... That's quite a few. All right. So you have the domain and do do you build on top of it or do you 301 it? Like, what do you do once you get it? Uh, First, I look to see which pages are still indexed. In my experience, those tend to be the pages that still have a lot of links pointed at them. So then I want to definitely keep those URLs. Um, I either rebuild something similar to what was there or I just kind of make, I'm sure you've seen people talk about acquisition type pages where you say we just acquired, you know, X company. So I kind of make it something like that. Then I also am going to look through Ahrefs and sort top pages by links. And I'm going to recreate URLs for every page that has a bunch of quality links at it. Okay. And if it doesn't, if a URL doesn't have a link going to it, do you, what do you do with that one? Nothing. Okay. So no need to and, recreate. Okay. Right. And like the domain that I bought had some PDF files that had a lot of links when, in its history. Um, I obviously didn't want to create PDF files about nonsense. So I just 301 those to a category silo that I'm creating on the page that was relevant. Okay. And that makes sense. I mean, if someone, let's say it's a company that got purchased, it would make sense that they would try to point people right. in the right direction, even if the original content wasn't relevant, you're not going to have it anymore to just get them in the right direction. So it makes right. sense from like a business standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think a lot of mistakes make, and, and I tested those some of my failed domains is 301ing all of the pages to just the root domain. Like that kind of looks suspicious and that doesn't seem to work in my experience. Right. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's what I heard about back in the day with the 301s. You would maybe, I actually have done this a few times. It never worked, but I probably got terrible domains where I grabbed <laughs> an expired domain, 301 it to the yeah. homepage or maybe a specific category. So you're doing it a, 
a more professional way, like something a real business would do. So. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the mindset you need to have. All right. So you recreate the the pages with the links. If a page mm-hmm. doesn't have a link, you don't worry about it. So anything else with like redirects or thinking about the technical aspect of acquiring the domain and then making sure you're getting all the, the benefits of the existing links. Um, I have discovered through Ahrefs after I got my site live pages that had several links that didn't originally show up in Ahrefs as having links. So I have had to go on and create a few pages that I didn't originally have created to kind of keep those links. What do you think that was the case? I'm not sure actually, but they've shown up and it's been like three or four pages in the five months. And they, they had niche relevant sites that had a high enough DR that was worth my time to create something for those URLs. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I guess their bots don't necessarily hit everything for some reason. If Maybe. It's, yeah. Weird. What, was the site getting any traffic at all? Yes. Yeah. When I started recreating the pages that were already indexed, traffic started coming immediately. Well, I was going to say whenever I make new posts on the site and it's been like this since the beginning, they get indexed almost immediately. And I have a ranking in the first two pages, depending on how hard the keyword is within like 24 hours. Okay. And I guess to sort of backtrack for the new content that you've added, how competitive are these keywords maybe in terms of like the search volume or any sort of difficulty score you may use? Um, I'm actually making a 100% informational play with this site. So I'm doing a lot of how to type articles and question articles like that. So I'm targeting a lot of forums that are ranking for top keywords. So they're pretty low competition, but they're not low traffic. So my top post right now gets over like 2,600 a month is what it's listed as in Ahrefs. Okay. So it was super easy to rank number one for and grab the featured snippet, but it still gets a lot of traffic. So Cool. That's pretty cool. So this is the site you're doing all informational content. Yes. Are there products that you could feature in the, in the future? Like, is it a niche that gives you that opportunity too? Yeah. So like one of my top posts is kind of like a question post, but I have the opportunity to refer to a product in it. And so that's the only Amazon link I have on the site, but it makes sales every month. Cool. Okay. And w- are you going to put more uh, product related stuff or just keep it info only for the case study purpose? Well, right now I have over 200 topics in my spreadsheet that are just informational, but every week I add new sites that I find as competition to my spreadsheet as well. So I will eventually get to adding more products, but I'm just kind of just going through that list for now. Got it. Okay. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty interesting. And yeah, there's so many keywords you'll eventually go for. Um, Back on track with the, uh, age domain stuff. So a- any other details that are relevant to either content that you're adding, keywords you're going for, or technically setting up the site to capture all the link juice? Um, well, I think you have to regularly be checking for new pages popping up, like I've said, in Ahrefs that maybe you didn't realize had links pointed at them. The other thing is that based on all of my testing, it's super, super, super important that you keep it niche relevant. I know that there are some anomaly sites ranking in the SERPs right now that are just covering a wide variety of things, but 
based on the 20 plus sites that I've tried this on, you definitely have to keep it that relevant with the history. Okay. And I've heard of some people buying a specific expired domain in a, or an age domain, it doesn't matter, in a specific niche that had a bunch of links and then 301ing that site into a silo on a broader site. Have you tried any of that sort of uh, more surgical approach and how did it go? I did try that. Um, I actually have several sites where that's being implemented right now, but all of those expired domains started out as me testing them being standalone sites. So when I moved the content, it kind of more created its own silo on the existing sites. But I mean, it, it lifted the entire site. So Got it. And when you do that, you have the original site mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. And you still have a WordPress installation there. And then you 301 each one of the URLs to the the new site where the content's mm-hmm. going to live in that silo. Is that right? Right. Yeah. And it's super okay. tedious. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done that uh, a little bit. And yeah, it's a more surgical approach. It's literally yeah. every single URL you have to do. Yeah. And is there uh, any pitfalls with that that you ran into or generally it works pretty well for you? It's worked every time I've tried it. Okay. Very good. Now, we we want to cover... Actually, fuck, I'm going to have to edit a little bit now. <laughs> 18 <laughs> minutes is where I messed up. Okay. <laughs> and well, since I have to edit anyway, is, are there any other like things that I should ask you before I let you talk about maybe an up, uh, upcoming course? I don't think so. I think that covers most things with the expired domains. Okay, cool. Okay. We covered a lot here and there are some technical aspects, but people could generally follow along with the process and understand the 301s. And I know you don't have this course out yet, but you will be teaching. Can you tell us a little bit about what's going to be in this course for aged domains and expired domains? Yeah, it's basically going to be my experience of losing a lot of money and then finally getting it right on how to find these domains, do proper due diligence the first time, what to look for, what to avoid, things like that, so that you can kind of recreate what I'm doing, basically. Okay. Because I guess it's easy to pick the wrong kind of domain and drop $1,000 and it's worthless. Yeah. I mean, some of those domains are as high as 7,000 that I've seen. So you could lose a lot of money really fast. One of our, I think, mutual friends, I talked to him and I think it was like a $5,000 domain. I think it worked out, but That's good. <laughs> I mean, they, they get, they get pretty expensive out there. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So people can find you over at Skip Blast and right. I recommend they sign up for your email list. So they'll be informed when that course right. comes out. Yep. Cause I, I do pre-sales on all the courses. So very good. That's smart. I like that. <laughs> All right, Shauna, thanks for uh, joining us and dropping the knowledge on uh, expired domains. Thank you. Cool, thanks. Thanks again to Shauna over at Skip Blast and definitely check out this case study. She's documenting the whole process. So she's telling you all about it and giving you the uh, metrics and kind of the results on a, I think, monthly basis, pretty close to monthly. 
She also has a Haro link building service, which has been very popular. I think if you didn't listen to the previous episode where Shauna was a guest, you should check that out. And if you sign up for her link building service with Haro, I'll give you a free 15-minute consultation. And I appreciate the folks that have already signed up. And we have some meetings scheduled on my calendar already. So it's a pretty manual process. But if you're interested, you could check out what Shauna has to offer over there. Fantastic results. And uh, I mean, I, I was super impressed. I was super impressed overall. The one note about it is it's uh, it takes a while to set up and it takes a little while to reply back and get the links. So I think there's a s- certain number of months that you sign up for, but it's a very clear package. Shana was able to simplify the offer and, and make it very clear what you're getting. So I think I'll leave it at that. I think that's everything for today. Yes. And thanks again to ODYS. If you haven't checked out their stuff, remember in the month of March, right? So act quick, sign up over there and they are adding uh, $500 to each account. And I appreciate it if you do sign up using my link. All right. So we'll catch you on the next episode. See you later.